A French man was fined for breaking the lockdown in order to smash a guy's face in. A mother demands a babysitter pay hundreds in emotional damage after feeding kids nuggets. And Solomon Islands will be banning Facebook for the sake of national unity. These are the weird stories for Tuesday on Weird AF News. This is the only daily weird news podcast hosted by Jonesy, a Los Angeles comedian that's in a closet right now. Do I say that too much? Maybe. Hey, mainstream news. Listen to Weird AF News with Jonesy. A Frenchman has been fined for breaking lockdown in order to smash a guy's face in. How French of him. A Frenchman has been fined for breaking lockdown rules after declaring in a written statement that he was leaving his house for a very good reason to, quote, smash a guy's face in. The 39-year-old man living in Brittany, northwestern France, was hiding behind a car early Saturday morning when he was spotted by a police patrol. He appeared to be drunk. He was questioned. Officers quickly discovered that he was carrying a knife. Under France's lockdown, residents need a certificate to leave their homes. But I did. I have a certificate to smash this guy's face in. Do you see the guy? I have a certificate to stab him with my knife. Police checked his explanation for being outside and found that the man had written in the permission form, quote, I've gone to smash a guy's face in. That's my excuse, and it's a good one. <laughs> it's a good one. Well, I need to, we need to know the reason why he's going to smash the guy's face in in order to determine if it's a good one. Uh, there could be a good reason that he wants to smash a guy's face in. I don't know. Maybe the guy did something to his family. I, you know, he's, he's left lockdown specifically to smash a man's face in. I'm sure there's some great reason for it. Me. He stole his cheese. I don't know. The French have strange behaviors. Now, the police chief apparently explained this was not a legitimate reason to break the lockdown and that the man would be detained overnight. Here's a quote from the police chief. Somehow he wanted to respect the law because when he was questioned at the police station, he insisted on the fact that he was less than a kilometer from his home. Under the country's lockdown restrictions... By the way, that was a great French accent for a police chief. Uh... Under the country's lockdown restrictions, people are allowed outside for one hour of exercise per day. <laughs> one hour of exercise? You clearly don't know the French, all right? These people don't exercise. They go out and spend that entire hour smoking cigarettes. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> exercise? The French? <laughs> Good one. Good one, media. The other rule is outside for one hour. Also, no further than one kilometer from the residence, which is about 0.6 miles. This man that left lockdown to smash a guy's face in was fined 135 euros for breaking the lockdown and another 150 euros for being drunk in a public space. When questioned about the knife, he told the police he, quote, did not intend to hurt the guy with it. Uh, France imposed a new lockdown in late October in response to a rise in COVID-19 cases, shutting non-essential businesses, restaurants, and bars. Schools and workplaces have remained open and care home visits are allowed, but people can otherwise only leave their homes in France for work, medical reasons, shopping for essential goods, or exercise, a.k.a. smoking cigarettes. Uh, well, maybe you ought to change it to allow some people to go out and 
exercise a grudge or revenge. Some people need to get out there and smash a guy's face in. (laughs) A mother demands a babysitter pay hundreds of dollars for emotional damage after feeding the children nuggets. Although finding a babysitter to trust isn't the easiest task, it's not generally a big deal. Even when we find one that is even trustworthy, we still have to share our own personal parenting boundaries with them because every family is different. One babysitter found this out the hard way after something went sideways while watching two young children and it made the mother very, very angry. The babysitter explains, So this new family asked me to babysit their two children. Um, you know, We had a nine-year-old boy, seven-year-old girl. They were really, really well-behaved kids, okay? Uh, when it came time for me to feed the kids, you know, I wanted to like treat them to something special because they have been so, so really well behaved. Okay. Uh, this is a tactic many parents use too. It's a nice way for the kids to develop some good feelings toward their babysitter. And it makes just life easier for everyone. When I asked what they wanted to eat, they asked for chicken nugget happy meals. And since they were so well behaved, I said, I decided, you know, why not? Why not just like buy them the happy meals they wanted? Like I could totally go for a happy meal myself. All right. Happy meals make people happy. That's why they're called happy meals. All right. Well, apparently the parents forgot to tell me a big personal parenting boundary that they're vegetarian. The mother did not tell me. And if I was aware, I would not have fed them meat. I babysat for vegetarians before. Like, I know the deal. And, you know, I made sure to respect their vegetarian diets. And I didn't even eat meat myself while babysitting for those families. And let me tell you something. I eat meat. I like nuggets. Nuggets make people happy. Well, the mother came home early, saw her children eating chicken nuggets. She literally, literally ripped the nuggets out of their hands. Okay, she started screaming that I'm horrible for allowing her children to eat dead corpses and yelling at her children for eating the meat, screaming at them right in front of me. (sighs) Well, uh, so that was my impression of a babysitter. (laughs) I think it's pretty good. Uh, I can understand the mother's the mother being just horrified when she arrived. But if the mother didn't tell her, I mean, that's on you. You got to tell the babysitter important shit like that. Clearly. There's you got rules for the kids. How is the babysitter supposed to know? What is she a mind reader? Did you hire a mind reader for twenty two dollars an hour? I don't think so. Okay, so you got to cut everybody a break. And how about don't yell out the word dead corpses in front of your children? Are you horrible? Are you trying to like permanently scar them? You don't yell out you're eating dead corpses. Like, I mean, it sounds like this mother's a psycho to me. That's just my opinion. I haven't never met her. Now, what's the fallout of this? The babysitter says the mother kicked her out without paying her and later sent her a text saying that she needed to pay her actually $300 for each child for the emotional damage that she caused by feeding them the dead corpses. Uh, The mother threatened to take her to court if she did not pay the $600 for the emotional damage that she caused her two children. The babysitter is quoted as saying, I refused to pay the money and I told her that she should have told me that she was vegetarian and I would have made sure to completely respect her family diet choice. And since she didn't tell me, then it's not my fault. Okay? Well, yeah, and she's right. You have to give the babysitter important information. Is this the first time you've hired a babysitter, you dummies? (laughs) You have to let them know. Do they have allergies? Okay. What sort of dietary restrictions are going on here? Does one of the kid have a condition? You know, what, is, what times are they not allowed to stay up beyond? Like all of these things, there's rules. You should actually, if you're a very thorough parent, you should have something printed out and ready to go for a babysitter, um, especially if you're using strangers.
to watch your children. People that have never met your ki- your kids or your family before. Hello? I'm not even a parent and I know this shit. It's just rudimentary. And by the way, can we just take a moment to recognize what a rock star this babysitter is, by the way? Like, if you were one of those kids, how happy would you be? I, I Well, I didn't really have babysitters because my mother couldn't afford to pay anyone to watch me. So I was passed around to various aunts and uncles and whatnot and... No one ever, ever would get me a Happy Meal if that's what I wanted for lunch. Are you out of your mind? No. It wasn't happening. It would have made my day. It would have made my day. This is like a a rock star babysitter in my opinion, but maybe I'm wrong. Call the show, 646-450-2012. Let's talk about nuggets and how they just make life a better place. The Solomon Islands ban Facebook for the sake of national unity. The Solomon Islands government has defended its decision to place a temporary ban on Facebook, a move that it says is aimed at tackling cyberbullying and online defamation. The Solomon Islands, where are they, Jonesy? I looked it up. It's There are hundreds of islands in the South Pacific. Oh, the photos of this place, just outstanding. It looks like a nice vacation spot if you can handle not accessing Facebook for a while. But if you're on these islands, why would you even want to check in on Facebook? Like, no need. It's a paradise, okay? Facebook's just going to piss you off and depress you. Just be on the island. Be in the sand. Look at this place. It's fabulous. There's hundreds of islands, too, which means there's enough to go around, I think. Um, Guys, let's do a Kickstarter so Jonesy can buy an island in the Solomon Islands, build my own podcast studio, and (laughs) just ride out the pandemic in the Pacific. This Facebook ban on the Solomon Islands, which has not yet come into effect, has received angry responses online, as you can imagine, after it was announced this week. Communications officials are expected to meet with Internet and telecommunications providers in the Solomon Islands to discuss how they will block the world's largest social media network. Yeah, good luck with that, (laughs) blocking the network. You know, block Facebook. Prime Minister Manasseh Sugavare told the nation's parliament today the ban was necessary in order to preserve national unity. Here's a quote from, I assume, Prime Minister Manasev Sogavare. Cyberbullying on Facebook is widespread. People have been defamed by users who use fake names and people's reputations that have been built up over the years. They're destroyed in a matter of minutes. Now we have a duty to cultivate national unity and the happy coexistence of our people. Facebook is undermining these efforts, and I am going to unite this country with this Facebook ban. (laughs) Mr. Sugavare said the planned ban mainly targeted young people, but said it was aimed at protecting them from, quote, vile, abusive language, not an attempt at silencing them. The exact technical details of how the ban would work, whether it would involve the use of a firewall, for example, are still being ironed out. This, of course, has drawn a heated response from the government's opponents uh, with the opposition leader, Matthew Whale, labeling the ban pathetic and unjust. Here's a quote from this guy. 70% of our population is under the age of 30. That is the group that is highly visible on social media, especially Facebook. This is really pathetic. The reasons given for the ban are not weighty enough, in my opinion. The temporary ban will stay in place until the laws can be passed that would govern user behavior on Facebook. How are you going to govern user behavior on Facebook? Unless you go into the app and restrict people. But, I mean, Facebook's not going to do that for you. You either have it or you don't. There's your restrictions. And, I mean, even if you get rid of Facebook, hello, there's so many other platforms. I mean, are you, are you not familiar with 
the internet? Are you not familiar with apps, sir? <laughs> like, have you heard of TikTok? Have you heard of Twitter? Have you heard of, uh, what, what's the other one? Oh, Instagram. <laughs> I almost lost it there. I mean, there's many, many others, and there's some that I've never even heard before, I'm sure. There's so many ways for you to, I don't know, use bad language or, as you say, defame another individual online. I mean, come on, man. You think Facebook is the only platform? What is this, 1998? Come on. I don't even know if Facebook was around in 98, was it? No, probably not. They got a quote from somebody who's some expert. She told the media that Facebook helped her stay close to her family back home, especially during this year's unprecedented restrictions on international travel. Uh, Yeah, it's also helpful to stay in touch with people during a pandemic. Facebook, among other things. I mean, you can speak to people on there. You can video chat on there. You can even make calls through it. I mean, it's you can keep up with what's going on in your loved ones' lives. I mean, I don't think getting rid of it is the is the issue. You know, it's it's all about education. Educate your people. Let them know that there are detriments to being on social media too much. Like anything else, it can be an addiction. Like anything else, you can spend too much time doing it. You don't even realize your own behavior till it's too late. Uh, I mean, banning things like this, just taking the choice away from individuals, I think, is where it's just where I disagree. You know, give us the choices, but educate us, educate us on the benefits and also the fallout of using these things too much and how to protect ourselves when we're using these things. It's all about education. That's just my opinion. You may have a different opinion. Maybe you're anti-Facebook. Uh, call the show, 646-450-2012. And if you happen to live on the Solomon Islands um, and you have a couch available, please uh, reach out to me. Funnyjones at gmail.com. Let's arrange something. Well, that was a doozy of an episode. I hope you hung in till the end, and I hope you enjoyed it. I want to thank those of you who sent me articles, uh, specifically James, who just keeps pumping them out. Good ones, too, James. Thanks again, man. Uh I'm going to probably publish some phone calls after this, after I listen to them and see if they're uh, if they're publishable. <laughs> well, some of you like to drop F-bombs in your messages to me, and I just can't – I just can't push them out to the world, you know? I'm, you got to think about the kids, okay? You got to consider the kids. By the way, give your kids some damn nuggets. Make them smile. <laughs> Call back. Call back. Uh, what else? Oh, I wanted to remind you of the Patreon. It's the holidays coming up. Why not support Weird AF News and Jonesy? It's uh, You can go to patreon.com slash weirdafnews and join the Patreon. I buy in Jonesy a beer. Once a month, buy me a beer. Why not? Why wouldn't you do that? And you get access to bonus episodes, my comedy albums, some songs, all those fun things. And you get to join a little community of weirdos that really love the show and they, they interact on there. We, I post things and we have... We have discussions. We vote on. No, we don't. I haven't figured out how to do a voting thing on there, but I'm sure there's something you can do. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm going to put something into the in the Patreon today, as a matter of fact. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's just it's just a cool thing. Check it out. If you like Weird AF News, you'll love the Patreon and the extra content that you get in there and the good feeling that you get for supporting the show. And know that I appreciate you. I'll give you a nice shout out. Give you some love. Um yeah, so it's patreon.com slash weirdafnews, or you can join it by going to weirdafnews.com. And while you're on that website, you can uh, go digging through transcripts and play some games on there. Uh, not, not games, plural, but just one game, actually. See if, you can, see if you can find that little Easter egg. There's a game that you can play on my website that I, I had put on there. And uh, yeah, 
what else? What else? Oh, you can buy me some coffee on the website as well. You can make a donation on the PayPal on the website. Just go to the website. Check it out. Weirdafnews.com. What else was I going to say? Um, okay, well, I just hope you're having a nice day, night, morning, whatever you're doing. Please stay safe. I know the holidays are coming up, so, um, you know, make your preparations, but uh, do it safely. And, uh, yeah, I'll be doing episodes, maybe not on Thanksgiving Day, but uh, around around that time. Still be doing them, of course. Well, we'll consider it anyways. I appreciate all of you, by the way. Thank you for your loyal listenership. Please tell a friend about the show and uh, and just know that I love you and I appreciate you. Hey, Jones, it's Michael from Iowa City. Do me a favor, man. Would you play this message that I'm leading after the outro on today's message? Thanks, buddy. Hey, everyone. It's Michael from Iowa City, and it's Thanksgiving week. And so I thought I would say what I'm thankful for. And, of course, because I'm leaving this on Jonesy's uh, voice messaging, I'm thankful for Jonesy and Weird AF News. This guy worked so hard to uh, bring us these strange stories and to – um, bring some joy and laughter into our life, and I am extremely thankful for that. I have said before that I'm legally blind, and I, you know, don't get out of the house a lot, but um, I welcome Jones Z and the Weird AF family into my home every day, and I'm extremely grateful for the fellowship of the listeners that leave their messages at the end of the day, or the Weird AF family is kind of like my extended family, and Jones Z works very hard to uh, bring, you know, some strange news and, and some comedy into our lives, and I'm greatly appreciative of that. Therefore, I'm extending a challenge. It's the Thanks for Giving Challenge, and for every new person who joins the Patreon as of this moment and through the entire Thanksgiving weekend, that would be Sunday night at 11.59 p.m., you join the Patreon starting at the $2 level. Um, and whatever other level there is, I will uh, match that $2 level, but, uh, you know, up to 50 new Patreon members. Uh, I'm, I'm only going to match at the $2 level, but uh, please feel free to join at whatever other level you would like to join. So up to 50 new Patreon members, I will match at the $2 level uh, just because it's time for giving. I'm not going to be able to go home to my hometown this weekend for Thanksgiving, so that will save the money that I would spend on bus and other expenses going home, so I'm going to donate it to Jonesy instead. So that's the challenge. Join the Patreon at the $2 level or more, and I will match all new Patreon members uh, at the $2 level up to 50 members. So please accept the Thanks for Giving Challenge and show Jonesy your appreciation that you're thankful for him and Weird AF News and the Weird AF family. So I hope people will accept this challenge and uh, show their appreciation. Thanks, Jonesy. I love you, man, and I love the Weird AF family. Everyone take care and be thankful for what you have. I have an attitude of gratitude, and I want to express that in this way. Love you all. Take care. Everyone be happy, safe, wear a mask. And please avoid going home for Thanksgiving to be with your loved ones. If you're planning a Thanksgiving gathering, you might be planning a Christmas funeral. Hey, Jonesy. Uh, it's Finn. I just wanted to call in and say, you know, I wanted to talk about the uh, story you did uh, Monday about the the, uh, the 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 sex doll at the school in Australia. 
I'm not going to lie, when you started talking about, like, what else would be acceptable to get over the fires about the pig slaughtering and stuff, I was taking a sip of water when you started to say that, and I laughed so hard that I spilled water all over my bed. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, that was that, and also just also wanted to say, you know, hey to everyone. Uh, and also, you know, I am in fact alive. I have not died. And, um, I'm good. So, Jonesy, keep doing what you do. Hopefully, you are okay. Hopefully, uh, nothing will come up and you'll have to miss an episode because that would suck. Because I know a lot of us here are depending on you a little bit to put out Weird AF News to cheer us up during times like these, so, yeah, Jonesy, so, keep doing your day, news. love you, man. Get up out of your bed, eh? Not a bad Texas accent. I just talked to my brother-in-law, who's the fire chief not far from where the large turkey cookout was taking place. They didn't have to go help the fire department in Tyler, but they did get kind of a kick out of the whole deal. But uh, I also wanted to touch base on the story from Friday, where the lady was caught pleasing from herself on multiple occasions. She should have been over here in Texas. I think she would have found it. Maybe she would have gotten a little bit better service. I think I could have made that gas station a full service instead of probably self-serve, what she was used to. Because probably, from what I can tell, they're so uh, involved in their extracurricular activities down there, probably can't get it up half the time, these dudes. So, send them up to Texas. I'll be glad to serve Like, uh, that raster said, you can't all be first, but you can all be next. Woo! Yay! You've seen her at the 7-Eleven where she sent herself to 7th Heaven. Then she appeared at Popeye's where she made her your eyes pop. Now... See her at the best gentleman's club in Newport Ritchie. That's right, the lumber yard. It's Vanessa Lee Jones doing what she does best, appearing nightly through Thanksgiving, giving you something to be thankful for. It's Vanessa Lee Jones at the lumber yard. That's right, the lumber yard, the best men's club in Newport Ritchie. The number yard where men go to get wood. Remember, Vanessa Lee Jones at the number yard. That's on U.S. Highway 19, Newport Ritchie, Florida. Take the ex- airport exit to see Vanessa Lee Jones doing what she does best, putting her hand where no one else is allowed. Vanessa Lee Jones. Hey, Josie Dallas from Minnesota. Got a comment on uh, uh, turkey insurance or the Thanksgiving insurance. I, I honestly, I, 
I think that made Vernon fail for, I, I think you said it was Whole Foods that that's doing that and progressive. Um, the reason I, I say that is I can't imagine too many people actually wanting to get this insurance aside from the group of people who are going to purposely do a horrible turkey dinner just to get this $30 gift card. I know they're actually spending 30 bucks to do it, but, uh, you know, when, when, when you're basically going to be able to make the worst turkey dinner possible for free, I think some people are going to have a lot of fun with it. And it might be kind of interesting if they actually publish the pictures of these horrible turkey monstrosities. Uh, I, on the other hand, I, I know how to cook very well. Um, I used to be a chef. I don't uh, you know, cook for a profession any longer, but I do often cook for uh, family and friends, even large gatherings. Often I've cooked for, you know, 25, 30 people by myself. Um, so it's not something that, that I'm scared that I would do a poor job on a turkey. Um, usually my turkeys turn out very great. I, I could see me messing up and accidentally getting the turkey a little too dry. Um, but I don't think I would pay for insurance just to, um, to try to correct a situation like that because I totally agree with you that, uh, you know, it's, uh, the turkey Thanksgiving would have already been ruined. What was this $30? Oh, okay. So now I get to pay for Christmas dinner. But, um, I, I honestly think that, that, that it would be ruined. Um, now they're going that other story you had about the, the parsley smoking, uh, person from Spain. So it has to be illegal in Spain if you have to go through a dealer. But I wonder if it is pretty lax. I know that the uh, country next to it, Portugal, is really lax on a lot of drugs. Um, I, I don't know if it's legal to sell drugs in Portugal. I, I really need to look at that. But I know that the that the police are incredibly lax on, on even uh, saying it's a punishable offense or anything like that. So I wonder if they're getting some of their um, their rules from from Portugal. At least if that story is true. It just seems kind of kind of fake because I can't see someone smoking it for four years and then finally making a complaint. Um, I, I, I'd be completely embarrassed, and I wouldn't tell anyone. Uh, of course, at four years, I think everyone would know. Um, but uh, it just doesn't make sense unless maybe he's never smoked weed in his life. 